Good evening, and you're very welcome here to uh, Scarab Bay Community Radio, live on Scarab Bay Community Radio. What a weekend of sport we had here after the weekend, and uh, we're going to do our review programme, I suppose, after everything went on. We'll try and condense it into as little time as possible. Uh, Leo Dyle is my name, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, Pat McNamara. And, Pat, first of all, you'll give us results of the senior and intermediate games. Yeah, and one junior A game, maybe talked it up. Leo, uh, it's Ogunlo, one goal in 29. Aina Kildamona, one goal in nine. And then we'll go from intermediate up to senior. So in intermediate, the results uh, are in as follows. Smith O'Brien's 3.21, Kratlow, seven points. Tubber, 2.16, Aina Kildamona, 16 points. Rowan, 3.13, Badaik, 2.12. St. Joseph's, 1.19, Partine, 11 points. Six Mile Bridge, 3.23, Kilanina, 15 points. Corofin, 23 points. Clonlara, 1.10. And Tulla 124, O'Callaghan's Mills 111. And the senior championship games uh, played this weekend. Um, Ballier 221, Crushin 15 points. Whitegate 219, O'Callaghan's Mills 218. Aina Kildamona 122, Clonlara 215. Fiegel 14 points, Newmarket on Fergus 13 points. Aero Oog 124, Clooney 310. Scarif 223, Clarecastle 221. Whitegate, oh, I've given you that one. And finally, Bradford and the Cratlow, of course, is an outstanding game to be played later on. Yeah, thanks, Pet. And Pet, look, at first of all, what a weekend of sport, a feast of action. <clears throat> and we must thank all the players, management and everybody involved for a really breathtaking weekend of sport, which turned up his usual variety of great games, uh, shocks, incidents, everything Great scores, unbelievable scores. Anything you'd want in, you'd expect in senior championship, we got it all. Well, you said it right there, Leo, and the first people to thank out the players because they are the stars of the show. Without the players, uh, we'd have nothing. And we just, again, we saw I saw four games of this weekend and uh, all brought just great joy and pleasure and enjoyment in their own way. Uh, we had two outstanding senior games there with Whitegate. And the Mills this afternoon, of course, a brilliant game. Scarlett-Castle yesterday, similarly outstanding game. And uh, I suppose that score by Mark Rogers, which is now trending, I think, on, on Martin Morris's Twitter, I think has got over 100,000, if not 110,000 views. And a lot of comment on it. And just, uh, you know, an exceptionally, an exceptionally amazing score from a gifted player. <coughs> um, we also had the Rowan the Rowan Bradike game, which was also a very good game of hurling actually, the Rowan Bradike game. Unfortunately for Bradike they, they came out they came out on the losing side. And I saw Fecal and the Market today, which was a really dour, tough physical struggle. And again, those games are important too because uh, you know, it's nice to see big strong lads going at it hard and uh, plenty of stoppages and plenty of uh, gamesmanship and plenty of incidents going on. But finally Fecal dug it out. So uh, a great weekend, great entertainment, and it's just a matter of, of, of thanking all those players who put in so much Months and months and months of preparation and sacrifice to bring us this entertainment and uh, long may it continue, Leo. Yeah, and indeed, I suppose we, as we talk about uh, the Mark Rogers point, which is which has gone all over the place, and we know that uh, <coughs> Mark's mother Trish is taking all the credit for that from the football side. You know, her, <laughs> of all her relations up there in Corofina, yeah. of course, yeah. Ian Burke, a cousin there, a man who won an Ulster a number of years ago there from Corofina, and Corofina, who also opened their account in Galway today with win. So, look at Mark, tremendous talent, no doubt about that. We're going to start off, of course, with that win uh, for Fiegel this morning, that one point narrow victory uh, over No Mark and Fergus. And we're joined on the line by men, well known to everybody. All we have to say is it's Matthew. And anyone who you know, know who we are, someone call him by their first name like that. It's Matthew McMahon. Matthew, you're welcome once again to Scarab Community Radio. 
Thanks uh, very much, Leo. Metro, uh, Petty just have to say, a dull game between Fiekel and O'Macken and Fergus. It's a, a game, I suppose, that had, had uh, you know, a lot of tension in it. And I suppose at the end of the day, it was, you know, uh, just about getting over the line and Fiekel, uh, for their intent and part, and just about got over. Yeah, well, I was just listening before Pat made, made his comments and you, you, you were, your phrases were uh, some breathtaking... Um, some bit taking a fair well unfortunately <laughs> uh, you'd be gasping for for air in in the car today because uh, while endeavor was great um what was an offer was woefully poor um i, I thought it was a, a terribly disappointing game of Holland um a, a lot of errors a lot of manly stuff and a bit of unmanly stuff and um Great credit to Fiekel for, for grinding it out. And when Ocean Clune, you know, dismissed in the second half. Now, I didn't see the incident when Ocean Clune was, was sent off, but there seems to be a certain amount of confusion on it. But uh, I it, think it's, it's, it seems better that well, it, it comes out on, on video. It seems clear that um, quite clear that it was a mistaken um, identity, you know, due to the proximity of another player with, with two players with white helmets involved around the same area and he seems that he's the wrong man and well, uh, there's another that player should have got comment. I can't I can't comment as to why but but in the lead up to that there was an incident where there was uh, a player down on the ground and the length of time it took Joe Mullins to to uh, <clears> to deal with it he dealt with the linesman on the far side of the field who was within feet or yards definitely of the thing and despite that, he had to come all the way across to the stand to um, to consult consult with the umpire who was under the tunnel, who might as well have been in in Bellier because um, you know it was it was and that actually because when I came, you know I was trying to check you know because there was a player actually who in that incident after that took a long time to start out there was one player who was very very lucky to stay on the field and he was never admonished for anything. And uh, despite all the referees, uh, you know, and it, the word, what I'm trying to come back to you here is, I thought that the reason the clue was put off, I said, if they were as frustrated playing as I was watching, um, you know, you could understand something ridiculous happening. And again, if what you're saying is right, um, you know, John Mullins definitely hadn't control of that game and it was... You know, it was brewing and brewing. And again, I refer to the length of time it took to make a decision. That sort of thing only allows things to sister and <coughs> rather than get numbered the game. But again, credit to Fiekel, you know, um, you know, they, they dug it out in, in a fairly highly charged atmosphere. But I I, I don't know. I, I can't see either of them two teams winning the championship. I'll put it like that to you. But... Um, in the first half, I was very disappointed with Fiegel and their, their, their style of play because at one stage, when a ball was being cleared out of our half-back line and there was a long ball, I just did a quick look and there was four blue jerseys inside our 45 and there was one Fiegel jersey. Now, it's very hard to win a game like that, you know. You know, you, you have to attack teams and, okay, if Shane McGrath didn't throw over a couple of good points, you know, they would have been in trouble and... Um, Actually, a poor game, Leo. I mean, there's no point in dressing it up otherwise. And and, and Metro, you, you know, as I said, Fiekel got over the line by the point, and as you said, mentioned Shane McGrath, you know, central to everything they do, you know, and he seems to be, you know, the man. Obviously, he's the go-to man. He pops up for a couple of points here and there. Oshin Donlan, of course, nips in from one or two. Um, they seem to be playing a very defensive style, all right, and 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 maybe drawing teams on him. But then <coughs> when the, when the 
when the extra men uh, when they were down the extra men when Numerica the extra men did, did them, how was Numerica's use of the extra men poor or did they not push up either or what was your take on it Mitchell? Would you believe it for such a frustrating game to watch I, I, I'm not able to answer you the question and that, that might sound funny now but that's been honest I, I just don't know because they were never playing neither of them were playing well enough to you know to to say that they were going to go on and win the game Um how it happened, I can hardly tell you. Um, but it happened, and, and you can't take away from Fiekel. Now, I, I just saw, and I know nothing about coaching. That's the first thing I'd say. I'm only a spectator. But, like, I'm coming back to my point about, you know, so many people inside the, the 45 yard line, you know, and a ball going in, and you and you three or four to one. I mean, there is no need to be a, a mathematician to know what's going to happen there. But, like... You know, and I can't understand that. And I'm from the old school, let me say. You know, at, at the first water break, Fiekel, well, they hadn't a white board, but they had a green board. And I was watching it from up in the stand in operation. Now, I'm not going to be the smartest person in the world, but it was like, I, I, I described it as like, um, and this is not belittling it, I just don't like the whole idea of it. Yeah, I'm not uh, a fan of it myself, like to be honest with you. What it described is, and I hope people don't get on my back for this. You know, it was like the fella coming out of the match with the three cat trick down go. You know, there was there was there was there was, there was red and yellow things moving around the board at the speed of nuts. You know, and it was clear. You know, attack the team. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. you don't need you don't need boards, and Fika will have to attack, and they have hurlers. You know, they have hurlers. I'm not knocking the Fika players by a long shot. It was just a dull game from two sides. And fecal are better than that, make no mistake about it. But you have to go and huddle. Yeah, and you know, Matthew, and you, you, use the board defences. Yeah, and you'll be looking at, at, at New Market the first day, you know, they got over a rogue, and a rogue had a massive, a great win uh, yesterday even over Clooney. So, you know, and maybe, of course, obviously to, they didn't want to lose, I suppose, there's no doubt, but it seems to be, it's all about results, but that's no excuse for that. But you're looking at the rest of the games, match over the weekend, where there was high scoring in all games, and then you're dropping, like some most of the games um, had 20, 22 scores uh, each. The fecal New Market game, probably corresponded to what most teams scored in one, on one. Yeah, but, but, but it, it's... I, I, I wouldn't even win... You could have a great game at 10 points apiece, but, you know, irrespective of what was scored in this game, it was a poor, poor game. I mean, that is... You know, I saw two club games in Limerick on Friday and, uh, Saturday, uh, and yeah, Friday and Saturday evening, uh, two club games. And, like, I mean, it was Willie Griffin who was calling forward for... for um, for a day or yeah, good holler, good holler. Yeah, I mean, he stood out. There was, and I didn't see the second two games. Like there was nobody that came near him in in the. That wouldn't be related to him in the thing, you know. And I mean, okay, a day <coughs> were, were were a good side, but you know there was no standout player on either side today. You know that that took the scream. You had no somebody with a piece of magic like like Mark had yesterday evening. I know that's a once off but like there was no fear God forgive me you know it was, and that's not what I say. the players are better and 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 that have to be better if they want to continue I mean that's that's the reality but I mean Fiki had the win you cannot take away their two points from them but they will have to be a good bit better and I was disappointed with them I expected more from Fiki actually and they're still um, and that group is still white just with very We'd be, I'd be biased, you know, towards East Clare, obviously. Yeah. You know, you, you, As we all like to see, you know, these the, the Clare guys. But I, I was disappointed with, with, with Fiekel today. Uh, they won't be disappointed because 
they had the victory, a victory that they needed and got. And a victory might, you know, give them another, another boost and a thing, but um, they'll have to, you know, and I said it about the Mills as well, the first day when we were on after the Mills and the thing, I said, I just didn't like the way they were going. And unfortunately, as a biased Millsman, I have been proved right. I mean, they have, they have failed this year. And Fiekel will have to attack and they'll have to go after a team. And when the pressure came on them today, in fairness to them, you know, they went after them. And how they managed it, I don't know. But they did it, which is the most important thing. And um, I'd have to take my hat off to them. I mean, the, the joy that they had at the end of it, I could well imagine it. I mean, if it was the Mills were playing poorly like that and win, I'd be very delighted. But on the bigger picture, um, I, I can't remember when I saw a game as poor as it. That would be my, my surmising of the game itself. Now, there were some great scores in it, no doubt about it. I don't want to, you know, Washington, Donald and Colin Ryan, you know, they got some fantastic scores, individual scores, but... Um, it, it definitely didn't light up Tuesday Park anywhere. And no, Matthew, one one final one, one final thing in the game, Matthew, uh, was it Junkil File got the ball, the last ball inside for the market and did the square. You know, was he fouled or did what did Fiekel get the benefit of the doubt on that occasion? If that uh, uh, if that passage of play had happened further out the field, would he have just given a free? Well I I I'll answer that question in a, in a, maybe I do a carry man in it. I put it like this. If Fiekel were winning by four points, then yeah. no market would have got a penalty. Right. Well, that's as good an answer as we're going to get. Metro McMahon. Now, that, that's... Yeah. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just as I saw it. You know, in other words, I'm saying, yes, it looked a penalty to me. Yeah, in fact, that's what the that's what the general view is after. But look at Fiekel got the win and good for Fiekel to celebrate. They've now three points aboard. Metro, as always, thanks very much for taking the time to us here, talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Not about, thank you. Pat, you, 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 you commented on the game and, and the general view is that, that they, they were lucky to get away with the with the, the last decision. I would presume that maybe Winter come down <coughs> to if if they had if they free was given, I think Numerica may have gone for the, the equalising point. There's probably too much of it. But look at at the end of the day, results are results. A win is a win. Well, we've seen those frees given time after time, Leo. We've also seen them not given, you know, in a tense situation where it's going to change the result. Uh, in this case, it wasn't given. I think Fiegel still deserve to win the game, though. I thought they were somewhat the better team. Um, overall, uh, what you call uh, Numerica are totally dependent on Colin Ryan for scores and to a lesser extent Owen Gilfoyle who got three nice points Colin Gilfoyle wasn't really in the game and after that Peter Power Mike McInerney none of those were scoring for none of those were scoring for uh, New Market at all so it was just it just dry up a dried up day as far as the market scores were concerned Colin Ryan had a few misses as well actually but still showed his class on a few occasions uh, Fiegel had a better spread I know Shane McGrath I know Shane Donlan are their two go-to men but you know uh, for instance um, Colin, Colin Nilsson started off quite well um, Oshin Clune got a couple of lovely points and Raymond Mann had a big influence on the game when he came in. Again, outnumbered, as Matthew said, but he set up two or three scores by just being able to win ball off a couple of players that did very, very well indeed. And Pat, in that group now, you've also Eirog and Clooney. Clooney have one point. <coughs> Eirog have two points. Numerica have two points. Fiekel have three, three points. points. There's nothing done in Dustin. It's, 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 it's all it's nip and talk. It's going to go to the day. Yeah. And any of them can beat another one on the day. Any of those teams can beat the other team on the day. I think Clooney Quinn are maybe still capable of pulling out something. You'd never know. Um, 
you know, I guess you'd fancy Clooney Quinn to be the market going back today. I'm saying you'd you'd prelude because Peter Peter Duggan like alone. Would nearly get to, would nearly get the the score that was got today, but it could be a totally different game the next day. It might be way more open. Um, Fiegel did put players back even before the um, match was quite right. I remember that incident. He's talking maybe it was the one time in the game that we we're looking we we're talking about. There was there was a one Fiegel forward inside the inside the forty five, and the other another one forward between the forty five and midfield, <clears throat> and that's all that was aimed for. So that kind of surprised me in a sense. Uh, but look at when all said and done, it's about results, Leo, and the, the tactics. Got the result, and that's what it's all about. In fairness, to at them. the end of the weekend, they're top of their group, pet, and that's what their that's what their task was at the weekend, and they have accomplished that. It's the end of the game, pet. Yeah. We done two other games, two classic games in in my book over the weekend, mightily entertaining. We start off just a uh, scarf in Clarecastle. You know, scarf are liberated by Woodtones the first day. Clarecastle played well enough again the bridge. It was a fifty fifty game. No one could 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 really call it. It went down to the wire, and scarf came out. Just over in the end. Yes, they did. Uh, what an enjoyable game for our first, our first, our first game of the weekend to do, and I just enjoyed it enormously, Leo. And of course, sitting back and letting you come have your commentary was was even better. And coming in now and again with a with a, with a bit of work myself, but uh, it was just so nice to sit back and enjoy an open game, maybe old-fashioned play where people just hurled away. There was no such thing as cynical defending, no such thing as crowding the defence, no such thing as having two or three forwards up. It was just score for score for score. Um, Scarif to their credit you know having had a, a very poor outing against Wolf Tones lifted it enormously I presume the opposition Clare Castle aren't quite as good as Wolf Tones but that's, that's not the point Clare Castle were in a dire situation and had to had to try and, and furnish a victory for themselves and uh, put a lot of pressure on Scarif over the, over the whole hour uh, Bobby Duggan was really really good for them again it's, I mean maybe knocking on the door maybe maybe, maybe uh, Brian Lohan might get a, a little knock on his, on his, on his on, in the back of his mind there about maybe giving Bobby a look at it again because he was he was super at times throughout his class and uh, you know a few other good displays from, from uh, Killian McDermott midfielder that was good um, you know Jack Murphy got his goal uh, Dylan Brown very lively as well a few like that you know Stephen O'Halloran um, you know um, a very young team Leo and uh, but Yesterday, the result was Scarif's, and it was all about Scarif, uh, from our point of view, recovering from a poor day, and, and out, you know a contribution from Mark Rogers that will be hard to repeat for any player in the Championship. He just, everything he touched turned to gold, whether it was points, goals, or freeze. And of course, the amazing football, football soccer, rugby combined hurling score, without the stick, from a... <clears throat> It would have been very difficult to go back and pick it up at a hurley and go back and score it. But to do it with no hurley at all and to do it with skill without fouling the ball and without being stopped, I thought it very poorly defended by O'Halloran in fairness because he ran up to Mark who just picked the ball on the line. He didn't go goal side of him. He kind of went straight down towards him and gave little... But did Mark take advantage? And that's making the headlines. And it's, 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 that video is, is all over online. Thousands of, of, of views. And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful to see a local talented player like Mark Rogers uh, getting comments across the board from all kinds of sports followers for just a simply outstanding score but great day for Scarif uh, a great a great sign of their character to come back like that and a fabulous game for to watch yeah and indeed you have to give credit uh, Pat to the Scarif management you know there's no doubt about you know they, they they must have been stunned after they match again with Tones and I suppose they learn, you, you often say the, the old adage you learn more in defeat and often in time than you do in victory and there's no doubt about that that they went back went back to basics and you know went back and concentrated on and working, you know, that there was a puck out strategy there yesterday, which didn't seem to be there on day one. You know what I mean? Everything 
you know, and they probably deserve to win the match by more. So, look, great credit to you, Tim Hall. Probably great credit. Again, management must take the credit. If, if, if they get blamed for defeats, and, you know, and positioning of players or selection of players, then they must credit for wins the way they selected and placed their team and got the team, uh, you know, driven again uh, and lifted, have the, had their heads lifted up. So they were inspired yesterday, Scarifer. So, uh, all in all, from management's point of view and the players, uh, some great displays. I don't want to mention any of the players, maybe because that Mark Rogers point was so, and scoreline in particular, was so exceptional, but a lot lot of other good individual displays young, young players especially and the young lads yeah absolutely yeah and one or two of the older lads maybe as well Michael Scanlon you know at times and lads like that but Marty Cunningham you know again what a game he had so I'm mentioning players now but you know I, I could mention 17-18 players and they would all deserve the all take their part there's no doubt fabulous day for Scarif and uh, they need to follow it up no problem one other maybe good display again yeah, they have now a winner a shootout again the bridge and now they're playing for a place in the quarterfinal again so it's championship back on Pat, we went from that great victory for Scarlet to an amazing victory for Get Upon this evening uh, down in O'Garney Park over, you know, first it is over another East Clare team in the mills. We like to see all East Clare teams doing well, but Wycliffe have defied the odds yet again. Uh, Leo Schutt was a, an amazing game. Uh, just a, again, like like yesterday's game, an absolutely outstandingly entertaining game for Swan. And again, two sides going hammer and tongs, full pelt. All with their forwards in open place, mad to get scores, uh, plenty of long ball into them like the old days where the ball is to be contested in the air, breaking ball a lot of the time, whoever the sharpest got, got it and went in for a goal or a point. Um, again, outstanding the players, these players on both sides. The Mills will be very, very, very upset that they probably, you know, uh, weren't able to get at least a draw to the game. Now they've three losses in a row, and that's, you know, that's really demoralising for a team. Any team to lose three championship games in a row in the one, in you could say, in the one period of of three or four weeks, Leo, uh, that's tough on them. And uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to be now probably looking at looking at relegation uh, battles, but. The point is that Whitegate, again, once more have done it. You know, how do they keep pulling out these amazing victories, sometimes against the odds, uh, maybe all the time against the odds because they don't have massive numbers. I mean, there's 26 named today, and in the weekend programme, every team that has their, their squad named has at least 32 or 3 or 4 players. And uh, just a total of 26 there, for, and I'd say not all of them would be fit, even the subs, some of the fit named subs mightn't be even, you know, fit to play as such. So it's a limited squad enough in terms of numbers, but it is not limited in heart or hurting skill. And uh, that winning score from Bork, what a, what, a, what a guy to get it, Paul, wasn't it? Paul Bork, but, yeah. uh, Under the circumstances, having a couple of players miss points, chances before that. Um, great game. Uh, Whitegate just keep doing it out there. They're a proud senior club, with great pride in that jersey and great pride of place there, Leo, and uh, great management, a uh, great management of place there. When Terence Fahey, after the game spoke, was so, so eloquently about what it means and he praised that squad for their displays, not just in terms of on the field, but, you know, was it, the, really, the way they carried themselves around, around the parish as well. It was a community effort rather than a team effort, you, you, you could say this evening. And right. look at, you could see the, the, the scenes of Jay and unfortunately for the Mills, but, you know, as we said, we spoke about the Mills of Jekyll and Hyde. They're now in a relegation battle. There's no doubt about that. Um, looking at it, they have to beat Kinmaley, uh, you know, and even at that, on the head-to-head with Wycott, at this stage, they're going to go, you know, unless all teams finish equal. So the, the odds of the Mills being in the relegation battle are high enough. But high, look at, yeah. such is the way the games are going <coughs> at the moment. They could go anywhere. Um, Aina Kilimona looked impressive in, the, in that other group game against uh, Clannara today. Well, I mean, we talked about that game in our in our preview program uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, or, yeah, and 
I just thought that uh, I think I went to Ryan Kilimona myself because you're, you're never sure of Clara and maybe that thought worked out. But Ryan Kilimona were very impressive by all accounts. Haven't had much of a report on the game yet now. But 122 is nice scoring against a good team, Clonera 215. So, you know, close enough in the scoring, but still, I think, you know, they have got it. Now, maybe they're building a bit of momentum, Leo, and maybe they're finally showing the promise of the, the young players of the last five or six years that, you know, they've been the talking horse, if you like, and now maybe they're going to do it on the field of play. Yeah, they have three out of three, and they're safely in, 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 into the quarter final and you know things looking up for Aina Kilimona Pet Six Mile Bridge again comprehensive winners we spoke about it briefly in our programme yesterday comprehensive winners over Moultons they're also in the quarterfinals uh, Bellier got over the challenge of Crushing the big names are, are, are beginning to up their level a small bit and, and look up their performances a small bit yeah, as, as I, the championship moves on I actually didn't give that signal bridge result uh, in the in the opening sequence there but of course they had a, a, a goodish win 3 19 13 thank you Leo uh, and I think in the first half we've thrown nearly gave as much as they got but uh the power and the class and the ability of the bridge and the experience, of course, told through in the end. I thought, I did genuinely think Wolf Tones would hold them to four or five, maybe six points, make make it tough for them and make them earn it. Uh, but obviously the bridge, uh, are a, at the moment, it looks like they're a step ahead of everybody in Clare. And, uh, you know, they'll be they'll be thinking they, they want to win yet another championship and they're going the way right about, right way about it. And I'm sure in the back of their minds, maybe they're thinking even further ahead than that because, you know, if they're that dominant in Clare, surely they should be knocking on the door of success further afield. However... There are there are probably there are probably some uh, some little uh, tra- trapdoors on the way, oh, so that's be, be still careful. Be plenty of taps around mm. the And but Pat, one final thing in the bridge: no goal uh, scored last year. Six already this year. So obviously they had to think over the winter or over the spring, and uh, they decided. Look, uh, I presume they're playing a more attacking brand of hurling, which is great to hear from a clear point of view. Danny Chapman says they're not afraid to get goals now. So. Yes, he did say that, and uh, it's a good thing because I think I think um, I think you want to see your county champions, Leo, being able to play attacking play. Attacking hurling, get goals, get the points. Uh, obviously, you know your, your county champions. You want them to, to to be the best that your county has. You don't want them struggling through maybe to win, win, win championships by, uh, by by blocking, by, but you know putting up the shutters and just not conceding anything and getting nineteen or twenty points and holding making the holding the opposition to about sixteen or fourteen or fifteen or whatever it is. So great to hear that the bridge are attacking like that. We, we'd probably as as as, as as East Clare fans out this side of the country, we don't want them probably winning another senior title. But at least it's good to hear that they are attacking, getting the goals. And, uh, you know, we want our county champions to be really solid and a very, very good team winning the Clare Championship. And that looks like, well, the Rage are on the, taking the right steps anyway. Yeah, without doubt. And now we're going to, to take turn away from the, the senior <coughs> championship. Um, we have our senior championship covered. And we're going to start with the intermediate championship. And there was a game with, with Tulla and O'Connell's Mill's second team. And we're now going to be joined by uh, O'Connell's Mills men, men here, uh, well known to the Scarf Bay Community Radio, member of the team here, uh, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien, you're welcome. Uh, thanks, Phil. Good evening, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, bad, 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 bad weekend for the Mills, Pat. Bad weekend for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, well, I, I was listening, I, I wasn't listening to the season, Leo, but I was uh, listening to it on, on radio, and it appeared to me on the way you were doing the concrete that quite yet it was that bit hungrier. Yeah, the hunger, hunger, hunger played a major yeah, part. There's no, no, no doubt about that. And and and, yeah, and I suppose on the balance of play, Pat, from maybe our point of view, maybe we wouldn't all have the same. But we thought that Wycott just about shaded it on the balance of play. But look, it's um, 
we don't like to see East Air teams going down and unfortunately for the Mills their, their championship has uh, in the senior championship yeah. has run for this year and maybe they could yeah. be obviously maybe they're into relegation but now depending on results but Pat uh, Pat you, you, you covered uh, O'Callaghan's Mills 2 and Tulla in uh, an intermediate game and O'Callaghan's Mills Tulla would be by all accounts flattered to deceive by the, the final score that the Mills performed quite capably the world, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great back, you know, and, and, and there was half seats in it, and uh, it was a real, I suppose, Derby style game, you know. Um, Toronto took the lead, they, 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 went, they went ahead by two points, and uh, the Middles were back two all, and uh, they went three two up, and then Toronto came back and we finished at four all at the first one of the break, but there was no, there was a real championship hurling and tough and hard, and there was half seats going in and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, it was the second half then, second half of the, of the first half, we said, uh, after the water break, um, Tola edged it by 9-7. Uh, it was two points up. Both teams had chances of goals. Uh, Jamie Keane and at full power, who had been only in, in, in freeze and all that for the middles, uh, won a great bar inside the full power, uh, rounded the full back and passed the bar when maybe he should have gone for goal, but uh, the, the goalkeeper smothered it anyway and killed it. And then just after, just before uh, the halftime break, Derek Harry got a great chance as well. And he won a great ball in the corner, got in around the corner back and uh, <coughs> went to hop it off the ground and it went out, it went out, uh, out wide. So there was two chances there, one, one from each as, uh, just before the break. So at halftime, it was nine points to seven. Then Toronto took over after the break, after the halftime break, then Toronto took over and they scored, they, they, they scored very freely. They, they, they up to the base and they went 16 8 up. And the Mills only scored one point in, 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 that, in that period. So at the second water break, you had uh, Tulla leading 16 8. Now, after the, after the water break, in, we, you would imagine Tulla being were going to pull away. But the Mills came back into the game a bit and they, Jamie Keane got a great goal from, from play and they brought it back to four points. But I suppose, uh, I suppose, uh, as the game loosened up, the game loosened up in the end, and uh, in the rest, the Mills lost their shape a bit. Uh, Tolle did a goal in injury time, and uh, it finished 124 to 111. Um, David McInerney, uh, I suppose, and Derek Harry were the men for Tolle. You know, they, they they stood out, and uh, Jamie Keane was only running from freeze uh, for the Mills, and he got a, a good goal from play. Now, the Mills last year, Kevin O'Kell had injury. Uh, he was playing well enough with Central Beck and, and David McLean, the forwards as well, there on the second half. So, I suppose, uh, you know, they, they lost their shape a bit there in the end. So, Tuller went well, and I was anyway, uh, went off at 124 to 111. So, I suppose, you know, Tuller now and Smith Lines um, equal in points and four points each. So, both of them, so, both of them, are gone, both of them are gone through as of now, Pat, they're just playing for a top of the table spot the next yeah, day. They're for, yeah, for, for, they'll be playing for first and second, and I suppose, uh, the Mills and, and Pratlow. We'll be playing for um, to stay up and maybe to revive re- um, relegation uh, in the next game. So that's what that's, that's the way it is. Good man, Pat. Thanks very much for that. So not, not a good weekend for the Mills, but look, plenty, plenty, no, plenty, plenty like to play for yet. Yeah, like you, you proud of the way the Jonas played for the evening. They were all pressed and finished. They, 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 they battled and they hit for the hand and they didn't, they didn't stand back. It was like it was different, different, completely different game to the Smith O'Brien's game here. Smith O'Brien's ran away with the early on and uh, before the Mills decided to, to start hurling. So 
you know, they, they, they played okay. <coughs> we, we, we can, you know, we looked pretty much first and your second team has been uh, yeah. first team. It's difficult to them. Pet, a quick word, Pat. Unfortunately, during the week, uh, you lost a great goal over there on the Bills in, in JP Canaan. You know, I mean, really synonymous with everything that goes on in has gone on in O'Kellan's means hurling over a number of years. He was involved as a player, a coach, administrator, and the whole lot. A big loss to the community, uh, Pat. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. He, he was great. Everyone knows JP, like, and, and he was involved in, 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 in every team uh, from juvenile up to senior. He'd be involved with as uh, a selector or coach, and he'd be doing something with him. And, uh, and and as a player, I'm sure he did a lot of the and sixties and won an intermediate medal and played senior as well. <coughs> so uh, I realised he was he, he died suddenly, and so we we had him over at the at the history That's right. the history program there, and, and uh, he was great for history and all that kind of stuff. And he has I mean, he did a library book. I was at in his house and he did a library of books and and programs and all in, in his house, you know. Yeah, and indeed, a, a, a huge loss, and once again, condolences to all, you know. Yeah, big loss, yeah, we would hate to see anyone going out, going there. That's for sure. Pat, as always, good to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us yeah. here on Scarif Bay yeah, yeah. Community Radio. Good to meet you, Yeah, thanks, thanks Leo, we'll talk to you again. God bless. Pat McNamara, Pat, we're going out to Rowan and Bedeik, uh, another of our live games we covered uh, yesterday evening over there in, in Father Murphy Park in the market. Quite a good game, maybe on the balance of play again at the end, no market or not no market, but Rowan probably justified their victory. However, game of small margins, the game turned on the ball that hit the, the post and came out and went up from the resulting play and uh, Shane Punch, a man with fecal, great fecal connections, uh, stuck the ball uh, into the Budike net. Um, you know, two young teams coming up, if two evolving teams, quite a good game, maybe not a championship winning sides as of yet, but Rowan with the advantage yeah very enjoyable game Leo for a neutral like myself as such uh, not, maybe not not for yourself because you're you're, uh, you're you're steeped in Budai curling and, and, and all of that but uh, you know as a commentator you, you, you did a great job to be to be um, to be neutral and to be and to be fair to both sides but it was a very enjoyable game to watch first of all lots of good hurling in it again New Market pitch looking resplendent and was in great condition and great to see a, a good atmosphere of, of fans around the place there we were talking to a few of the older Ruan contingent lads who have been around the, the squad for or the team following them for a long long time and it was nice to be chatting to them but um, back to the game uh, Ruan obviously you know you can see the mark of, of Cyril Lyons coaching on, 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 on a team I think you know the first thing you'll notice is, is it's a lot of based on skill but also on great use of the ball and I think they shaded but like especially when they went to men down after Lynch was sent off there in the second half I thought they shaded they shaded that end of it using the ball well uh, <clears throat> you know with Shane Punch and Robin Mounsey I thought you know a great attacking threat Mounsey did a lot of hard work around the middle I thought Punch uh, I thought Lyons and is it, and Ryan that the former Killian Ryan is it that former Killian, right, yeah, Killian Ryan I yeah. thought he was very impressive at times as well Lyons the full back looks a solid a solid item as well and um, you know Aidan Lynch started off like he was going to do hell but in fairness to Sean Wiley he recovered and had, had, had a good while before he was unfortunately injured and was a big loss to Bodike. Uh for Bodike, Sean, Sean Wiley did well for a long time uh, I thought the Doyles in general the three of them played well uh, during the game Kevin Drost I thought was a very good wing back for a lot of it and young McKenna up front that, you, that you, I didn't know much about at all John McKenna's son his first name again is Carl, Carl McKenna I thought where, while, while he didn't end up with a goal and four or five points, I thought he's, he's just his general team play in get, winning the ball for Budaik and always looking to offload it and set up scores and be, 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 um, be positive. no selfishness at all about him. I just thought that was very impressive. Paddy Fitz and Ian Murray, I suppose, for players of the and were quietened by the, by the Rwanda. Rwanda, the homework done, no question about it. 
um, and that footballer or I think when Paddy Fitz yeah. you know was, was given a job to do it say use his fitness use his football ability to get around the pitch wherever Paddy was you have, you have to say he won, he won that battle I suppose yeah. he did win the battle even though we know how, Paddy, how gifted Paddy is but uh, I'm sure Paddy will have good days uh, soon again but oh, no, you know, you'll always, you're always going to have yeah. a, a day when it doesn't go that much for, I mean Paddy often scores five or six seven scores for year of play uh, it just didn't happen yesterday but again again credit to I suppose the homework done by Rowan in that case and Rowan weren't the team we've been we've been talking about very much Leo in our previews we're always talking about the likes of the Tobers and the St. Joseph's and the Smith O'Brien's and the and Cora Finns were mentioned and, and one or two others um, but obviously you know Rowan are you know can be in the mix now as, as a team who might just make a bit of progress but I likewise very very young team you said Leo all under 25 apart from Petty that, that's unbelievable for, a, for, a, for a, any parish's first team to be that young so great promise in Budek no question about it how long it will take to come through is the question Yeah. for your sake I hope it's sooner yeah and players are going to have to evolve you know they're going, some players are going to have to, 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 to drive on you know some players seem to be just stuck in a rut at the moment <coughs> and maybe look at it we'll move on what about Mounsey though uh, he kind of dictated play in the middle of the field. I thought he was the best player on the pitch uh, yesterday. Uh, I, I was very impressed with him playing for Clare Miners there a few years back. I uh, thought he was, you know, he had the makings of a decent player and obviously he's carried it through. Didn't notice him the first seven or eight minutes and I said to myself, you know, it just there wasn't much time to think, but uh, maybe oh, this guy isn't as good as we thought. I thought he was one time. He would have been, he fell, he he fell, would have been a brilliant soccer player for uh, Avenue. I was wondering is that the connection and, and, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he gets it around the field but as the game grew his influence grew on the game he controlled it Leo very very well I thought overall was was in so many positions and used it well I think he got a couple of scores but uh, I was very impressed he, he was probably the player that stood out most yesterday on that lovely pitch on on, on America but uh, you know but Ron and Badaik will both come through from the group I think they're, they're the two class teams in it and Badaik I think would still have a say in the Intermediate Championship no question as I said what you can buy experience there's nothing you can do until you actually get it it takes time but uh, they'll get there uh, but Rowan impressed me fairly well I think Leo especially winning with 14 and the way they knuckled down but again you know I think the, the mark of, of, of several lines you could see I think in some of their play definitely yeah we come and say well done to Rowan on that Pet unfortunately your own team uh, Kinnina lost uh, yesterday evening to the bridge and we're going to be joined now by um, a man who's very good at, and has now joined us as part of the team here on Scarif Bay Community Radio a man well versed in, in, in both uh, not only hurling but also every sport he's involved with Camogie as well and we're delighted to have him join us Ali Noon good evening you're welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio Leo how are you not too bad Ali, Ali. Ali, um, Kilinina coming in the back of a, a great victory against Tubber in round one, you know, maybe not as unexpected as people made out to be, but coming up against six round bridge, uh, second team, a, a bridge laden with stairs and, and, and top test underage talent, just maybe a, just a, a bridge too far at, at this moment in time, Ali. Yeah, definitely, Leo. And on yesterday's performance, we we're probably scratching our heads on the Kilinina performance, wondering, you know, what happened from the first day, but. Really and truly, I mean, the bridge were, were, were in great form yesterday and just found it much easier to get scores. Um, and their display was extremely solid, to be honest. Uh, and I suppose, look at Ali, you know, all these bridge players would have played at a very high level up along, and a lot of them would be on the bridge senior panel too, and they're, they're probably training with the seniors most of the time. So, you know, when you're playing with that, when you're training and playing with that caliber of player of all the time, obviously you, your standard is much higher. and for Kilinina coming on the back of that win against Tubber, maybe he was asking a lot, maybe to lift it up and, and, and reach those heights again. You know, obviously, there was a bit of rivalry there with Tubber. But, 
you know, the bridge, you know, any team to intermediate, no one wants to draw the bridge second team. They're always one of the favourites every time. Obviously, they do, obviously, they're not doing it by winning it, but they're a team that you just don't want to play. Yeah, you're right, Leo. And look, it was, it was very obvious even from the get-go yesterday. I mean, the, the bridge tore into the game early on and, and found it much easier to get scores. And the ball played to their full forward line in particular was was a, a very high quality. And, you know, they were out in front every time and, and just where it had the measure of, I would say, five the kidney in the backs yesterday without standing maybe Cahal Noonan, who probably won his battle over the hour. But other than that, the bridge forwards, their movement, and like I said, the ball delivered to them was, was of a top quality and, and made that a bit easier for them to get scores. And Ali, my, my eyes at the game, I, we were at the Scarif game, uh, you know, I, I was sorry to be missing it, but when I heard the result, I was saying maybe maybe it wasn't too bad to be watching a different game, but um, my eyes told me that the, the, the bridge use of the ball for all over the field, the accuracy of their passing with the Hurley for 20, 30, 40 yard passes was a sight to behold, I believe. It was, it was, Pat, and you could see, you could see, you know, the quality they have in their players. I mean, the the Lynches in the half hour line, both Sean and Cahill started very strong. Uh, Sean would go on to score eleven points in the game. You know, seven from freeze, ably assisted by, by by my man of the match, Paul Conroy, who, who added six points on play throughout the hour. Uh, five coming in the second half, and you know, he, I think we tried three different cornerbacks and Paul, but just his ability to get out in front, his ability to go left or right. Um, and take scores, you know, a second to none. Um, you know, but they had they had a very strong, you know, physical down the middle. Uh, Kevin Lynch had a very solid display at centre back, and the two midfielders, um, two players I hadn't seen much of before, but very impressed in Carr Agnew and, and Luke Kyo, um, very good, solid midfielders. Definitely yeah. had the yeah. upper hand. Agnew certainly. And Leo, I suppose yeah. our, Ali, our, our cause wasn't helped by a second jailer for Todd Kelsey, who was one of our one of our leading players. Um, I don't know the circumstances, but uh, you know whatever chance we had of, of making the game a battle, uh, a closer battle, the loss of Todd pretty early on certainly didn't help our cause. Yeah, I mean Todd, Todd received a yellow card early on in the game, probably in the third minute, and then he had a second yellow on the twenty third. So, like you said, Pat, I mean it was always going to be a downhill battle after that, especially the way the bridge was spraying the ball around. You know, you certainly the numeric advantage was always going to be a challenge and. What it meant really for Kilmaine from there on is that they found it extremely hard to get scores um, and, you know, had to work very, very hard to work the ball up. Uh, I'd also add, I mean, Darren Keegan picked off two very nice points just after the sending off and then Darren picked up an injury just before half time and didn't last too long in the second half with a shoulder injury. So, again, like Darren would be one of our forwards who would take the ball on. Um, and, and, you know, that, that was obviously a last two as well. But in saying that, I mean, it, it, it's more about the bridge yesterday. Uh, you know, they, they were very strong. Um, we'll have to wait and see until round three to which Kidman team will turn up. Was it the, the work hard, the hard-working team of the first day or was it the team that maybe came a little bit flat yesterday? But I take nothing away from Six Mile Bridge. They were by far the superior team yesterday. Um, and I had some fine displays and, and, and you know, we'll take beating. Yeah, and there's no doubt they will take beating. Um, Ali, there's no doubt about that. Ali, you alluded today to, to round three, and we're hoping that the, the real Kilinina team will turn up the next day. They're playing Aina Kilnamona. Still, it's in your own. It's a matter. It's in your own hands. If you beat Aina Kilnamona, you go through. Absolutely, yeah. It's in their own hands. I mean, I know the lads. I'm sure the management team now will take the boys and and they'll they'll look at the game probably during the weekend and, and put things right because I mean there definitely was elements there against Hubber, um that was a marked improvement on previous years, and I think if 
assuming there's no major injuries because I mean the panel would be would be quite small um, assuming there's no concerns for the next day I mean it's all to play for and it is in Kim Lane's hands absolutely and and Tober had a, a, a six point victory over over in the Kilimanjaro the they're playing six mile bridge you would imagine maybe on the balance of play the six mile bridge would pull the points on that one so it's as I said it's in your own hands and as as, as you said Ali quite rightly so just which which Kinanina team will turn up but look at the potential is there to make the knockout stages Ah uh, yeah definitely and I mean again yesterday I mean our younger players in particular I think Ian McNamara um, and Keith Smith you know showed glimpses yesterday of what, of what, they, what they can bring to this team and um, you know, and again, Cahan Newman was very, very solid at fullback. Um, but I think too many, too many Kilmeena players yesterday were beaten by their men, and, and when that happens, unfortunately, it, it's very difficult um, to, to, you know, keep. Yeah, there's only there's only there's only going to be one result. There's no doubt about that. Ali Noon. Just, just one quick one, Ali. You didn't give anything away now, but just want to wish you the very, very best of luck to Fikal Kilnina in the Senior Camogie Championship. Don't give anything away now to Scarif for good and low lads here or anybody else either, but uh, just wish you the very, very best of luck in your preparations for that championship. Oh, we'll, have, we'll have him in for the preview, doesn't we? Will indeed, we'll yeah. have him in for the preview. Ali, look, thanks for uh, doing that for us over the, over the weekend, and we wish Kilnina the very best of luck in round three. And uh, once again, thanks for your time, Ali. Thanks, thanks, Leo. Talk to you, Ali. Thanks. He hit the nail in the head there, Patties, which is which is which is like uh, when when the when the question is asked, who is with the real will the real there was a program on television before, will the real whoever trust person turn up, which is will the real yeah. team turn up and, and of course there is that aspect but then again as an, an old adage, an old guy or two I should know used to say one time you'll play as well as you're late and I mean it was easy maybe be the Kilinina, the positive Kilinina against Tubber, who probably aren't as good as six but bridge are, but you know, if you if if, if the other op- opposition are going to be just better than you, it's very hard to speak around. But the only kid in the morning game is certainly one. They have to target now. I think they will. I think they will target a big time. I think they will put in a major effort in, in preparation. Well, I think in the morning of the championship now, so it's so, probably you know it's a relegation battle, so, for, relegation yeah. battle for him either way. So look yeah. at hopefully Kilnina will get the points, the necessary mm-hmm. points there, and and go through. We know um, we're going to go now down Southside, and we're going to be joined by our Killaloo reporter, uh, Mr. Brendan Foley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killaloo f- going all guns blazing, Peter Bryant all guns blazing in that group now, um, and Brendan will allude to the fact that it's probably not the strongest of groups, but um, a rather facile victory, maybe, uh, Brendan, over uh, Cracklow, and you're welcome. Oh, you lads, you Evening, right. Brendan. How are things? Good, Brendan. Good, good um, for some of us, not so good for others. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, you're 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 going along quite nicely. Obviously, you probably be you know you know there's bigger fish to fry and bigger challenges <coughs> ahead. But look at you can only play what's in front of you, and another big victory for Smith O'Brien, Brendan. Yeah, actually, um, our second second championship win now. It's like this the second this twice now we've played a club second team, so like. We've been expecting to win them. No disrespect to the two teams he played, but um, yeah, this game though was over fairly early. From uh, if you were a neutral watching the match, like it was one six to a point at the at the first, or one six to no score actually uh, at the first water break. Um, Kidlo started well, uh, got a couple of early scores from John Cusick and um, David O'Shea, and then we hit a goal from John Cusick as well, well worked by Mike Goff at the forward. And we were dominating. We, in that period, we hit a couple of bad wides. And uh, then uh, the, the second half of the of the first half, as we call it, we're gone all quarters now. Uh, we were dominating again and 
practically got their first score after 16 minutes uh, in the game, and uh, we 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 kept on four more points. But we were very wasteful. We had the ball now. It was just silly shooting from out the field when it was a better option inside. Like, and it was one tenth a point at half time, and we started off the second half. Then again, and we kept on a few more scores. David Goff with a fine game today. Um, got a couple of scores. David O'Shea kept uh, over a few scores and like Joel Puric was is Crackler got their first point after 16 minutes they got their second one after 50 and uh, like you know it just shows you the, the golf that was between the two teams and we were still we kept on a few more points and then at the at the last water break we emptied the bench and that's when we started getting the goals um, you know Jason Monaghan came in and got a goal uh, Pat Hearn came in and set up a goal for Keith Stretch and I suppose look from a Killoop point of view they were very wasteful with a lot of ball today you know, maybe today was the day to to get rid of that but from a positive point of view I suppose there were 12 different scores all over team subs came in made an impact um, you know but <coughs> Brendan sorry Sorry, it's great to hear that the bench came in and they were given the chance by the management to show their wares and, you know, you know, put their hands up for inclusion or at least uh, be coming on again the next day. But I'm just wondering, have you any concerns that these easy victories against these second teams who probably aren't really intermediate standard or at least not, not, not a good intermediate standard, is there any fears you'd have that, you know, it might come against you when the real, when the real stern tests come a bit later on? I know now they can only be, do what they have to do and they've done it very well, obviously. But, you know, sometimes when teams breeze through, it might just come back to kick, kick, kick back at them in a really tough battle later on. Is that a concern you or the management would have, do you think? Well, it would patch, yeah. You, 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 you want to get a tough game, like you know what I mean? But I suppose the beauty of it is, is I suppose, when this group was drawn and the way the game has fell into play, that Tuller and Smith O'Brien's were meeting at the letter at the last match. Yeah. And you were expecting both teams to have uh four points on the board coming into this match. <clears throat> so you're going to have a good match going into a quarter final say. You know what I mean? No question. Either yeah. way. So but I know what you're saying and you're right, because you're still going into you're still going into a, a tough battle and you could be exposed an awful lot like and when you think you're going well and the next thing, bang! Well, draw the level. The level of uh, competition is better. All that time ahead in the ball against Cracklaw in the middles, yeah. that was all gone. And fellas, you know, like we had eighteen whites today. Wow! Like you know, you wouldn't want to be doing that against Tulla. Like you know, or a Joseph's or any even the Bridge or Rowan or but like any of these teams. Like you know what I mean? They'll they be the teams you're expecting to come through. Um, and like you know, you wouldn't want to be as wasteful. And like I know. Distance and management after the game, they were they were happy with the win, but like there's still an awful lot to work on. And I'd say from from distance where they were talking, they're saying the championship is starting really now. Like you know, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And Brendan, looking at the other two teams, I suppose look at his relegation battle, and really maybe it's a question that we've spoke about here in our last program and in a number of programs. Maybe there should be uh, the, the the division should be divided, divided up another way, but. To all intents and purposes, the other two, it is a relegation match the next day and, and it, it has panned out exactly as we had expected. It has, yeah. And, um, like, you know, of of the two teams we played, like, um, I know with the middles be it early, say, 
in the first round. But they really tore into the game in the second half. As in, you know, Cracklow kept trying today and fairness to him. You know what I mean? But I think if 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 I was to throw a few pounds on, on who I'd fancy between the Mills and Cracklow to win the match, I'd, I'd nearly go with the Mills because I I was impressed with the Mills the, the way their attitude was the last day the game was gone from. But they kept firing and, like, you know, they rattled off, I think, about 1 3, 1 4 to no reply towards the last day. Um, so I think, you know, I that. From what I saw today, like you know, Cracklaw the middles. I would fancy the middles to come through on that. Like, um, but like from us today, like I thought our defence was very strong. Defensively, we're very, very good now. Mark McInerney and goals is very strong as well today. But our forwards just we just had that little bit too much time and very few of the players. But our other forwards now didn't fire as good. Now the fellas we normally expect, but um, you know that. There's still, as you say, there's a, a good bit left in the tank yet to be working on. But to go back to your question, I still, I still think the Mills would have enough for Cracklaw to to hold their status. Like, you know what I mean? And Brendan, you know, obviously the the, the, the send out team in the in the first round, the major chat, or the first rounds has been St Joseph's, and they had another rather facile victory over Partine, one nineteen to eleven points. The other game, Corrafin, twenty three, Clannera, one ten. You know. It's, obviously, it's down the Milton Pot there as well. You know, uh, Partin had that win over Corofin in the first round. They will they, they will take Clannera. You have Corofin now coming up against Joseph's. Do you see any chance of Corofin turning over St. Joseph's, Brendan? To be honest, I don't, Leo. I think, you know, they were stung in the first match. Now, they'll probably come and, and, and give it a, a battle. But, like, the mentality of Joseph's is they want to win all their games. They want to go. I would have. Say come across Joseph's there for the last number of years, and I don't know, and a couple of their management team, and I know the way that they operate, and that they want to, when they want to win a championship, they want to win it directly. They want to win every game, you know, and they they won't they won't be slacking in this. Like you know, your momentum build built up, and you want to keep that momentum going, and that's going to be, I think, Joseph's mentality. And um, you know, like watching Corfin last year, very impressed with them. As I said, she already. It could have been dim in the semi-final very easy rather than ourselves against Scarif. And I was expecting Corofin, you know, to kick on this year and I think they were themselves. But um, they got caught, uh, Pertin beat them and, you know, they're, they're, I think they'll pay the consequence now because you'd expect Pertin to, to, um, to take to take Clonlara the next day, like, you know. So I think, I think Joseph's will... We'll we'll kick on and they'll and they'll beat Corfin, you know. And you know what? It'll be a good tough game battle for Joseph too because they really haven't been tested, like you know. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And look at as you said, Brendan does one of the you you made a very correct statement earlier. Uh, the championship in intermediate is really only starting starting now, and she's kind of like the Champions League. You have a lot of these pre-round games, or only warm-up games. We're in, we'll be into the helter skelter after after round three. Brendan, as always, good to talk to you. I'll talk to you again very very soon. Thanks a million. And and indeed, uh, uh, Pat, you know, Brendan is right. The championship is already starting now. Which that's the whole point, Leo. You 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 know you you weed out the teams that aren't going to make it, and uh, any team that has one win already is, is looking licking the lips to get a second chance. Some teams have two wins already, like Smith O'Brien's Tuller and a few other Josephs and those teams like Osip one win, and I think Corrafin are in the same boat, and and a few others, and Burrich, of course, as they're chomping at the beat now to get a second chance, and. Uh, 
in our case, it's going to be tough enough, but I think the likes of Budike will, and I think obviously Smith O'Brien's. Uh, I, but Brian's taller game is fascinating, Leo. It really, really is a fascinating game, and uh, I, I just want to would like to see if, if we if we can manage it. I'd like, so yeah, there's no, there's no yeah. doubt. It, yeah. it will tell an awful lot about the intermediate championship and and, and where teams uh, yeah. form lie. There's no doubt about that. Pat, I think you have a couple of results there. You have to give out there. Yeah, two very happy results here from. Uh, from Jim, our, 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 our sound engineer, uh, from a Scarra point of view, in the Junior B, Scarra 417, play today, Scarra 417, Rowan 26, so uh, a loss there for Rowan in comparison to yesterday, and a Junior C, Scarra 15 points, Tulla 1 goal and 2. And uh, I did hear a little bit with the Scarra game and uh, the Junior B game, and I think Scarra were very impressive uh, overall. I think some great scores were got in that, and that's obviously uh, uh, quite a good, I think, I think, uh, um, Matt Horn was playing in that. Yeah, they're, they're well and, and if you well, yeah. 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 And Tola in the Junior C game, and obviously, and no, 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 I'm um, called for a defibrillator as as of yet from that Junior C. Uh, that Junior C, you know. No, and I think Jim really, Jim Collins really wasn't called up to Jim Collins wasn't called up to mend the number fourteen jersey either. Well, everyone else has been called up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, good days for Scarlet, which is great to see. Fair play to them for fielding three teams, Leo. And you know, wasn't it great to see that they are having a bit of a reward for all they're putting into the game here. Yeah, and with, the, with that, and look at, you know, and again, as we said at the outset of Pet, the one thing before we, we have to talk to Michael Sheedy about the Junior Red Championship and Outer Gunlow, they're tipping along, tipping along nicely there. Pet, the quality of fare and the standard of pitches and everything, it's something that has really grasped me all the way in. Every pitch is in pristine condition. That's a very good point, Leo, actually. You know, the investment by the clubs of Clare, supported by the Clare Board and Munster Council, and indeed at national level as well. Uh, and lotto, all that kind of thing. The quality of the facilities in Clare are brilliant, and I'm sure it's, look, it's similar in every county. But you know, those facilities we're enjoying, and the welcome we're getting in all these clubs for trying to broadcast games is, is wonderful. And uh, facilities are excellent; pitches are absolutely pristine. I know the, the well. I know that they got a, a great protection there during the COVID when there was less matches and less training and all that kind of thing. But having said that, you know. It, the day the day of a boggy field and 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 uh, either no grass or a pile of muck. Uh, or uh, you know, um, mucky banks to watch the game on are gone, and uh, you know, facilities are wonderful. But again, the players are the ones we must thank for providing such entertainment. And uh, just and and the other factor of the weekends, uh, Leo, is having a decent crowd at the matches, adding to the atmosphere, getting those people just shouting and roaring for their parish. Just very simple joy of shouting for your parish, egging them on hanging heads when things go wrong and then cheering medley. I mean, the, the Whitegate bench today, I thought the subs and the management was just so so typical of a, a, a typical clear rural, uh, rural parish in any county, just roaring on the team, the joy of the victory, the joy of the great scores, the joy of a great save or defence, then the, the absolute heartbreak of conceding a goal or two and then coming back again. I just thought it was exactly what hurling and the GA in general is all about. And uh, in East Clare, we're blessed to have such good even games in the, in, in the main at both senior intermediate and indeed junior level as well. Yeah, indeed. You know, we're getting a great welcome all over the place. And we'd like to say hello to all our listeners all over Ireland this evening in the UK. And in that great hurling stronghold outside Helsinki there in, in, in Finland, we have listeners oh, tuned in. So, look, you're all very welcome here to our programme on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And we go from Helsinki down south, we come down to Ogunla, and we're joined by, joined by a man well-known in, in Ogunla. It's Michael Sheedy. Uh, Michael, you're very, very welcome. Hello, Leo. How are you? Good, Thanks Michael. Very much. Thank you very, very much. Michael, we always get a good welcome in, in, in Stu- uh, Dr. Stuart Park in, in Ogunlo. And, Michael, before we talk about your game and the re- rather 
respective opponents in the Junior Ray Championship. You lost a great man there lately in the O'Gunder Club, uh, Dominic Stewart. Um, a great Gwail, great, great O'Gunder supporter, Michael. Uh, we did indeed, Leo. Yeah, sure. Dom- Dominic was a, a true Gale, as I say. There's absolutely no doubt. He's he spent most of his life in America, most of his working life in America, but retired home to the parish there maybe 10, 15 years ago or something, I suppose. There was nobody any uh, any more well up on clear hurling and even hurling all over the country than Dominic. And uh, a, a, a great a great club man and a, and a great uh, hurling man, I suppose. And uh, he'd be he'd be sadly missed. There's no doubt about that, and 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 Lord of mercy on him and, and condolences to all the family. Michael, um, there's a renaissance in a gunlord. There is no doubt about that. Um, I saw gunlord first hand myself earlier on this year when 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 the uh, deposit of but I can in intermediate game uh, intermediate game quite convincingly. And Michael gunlord have carried that farm into the championship. Uh, they have, Leo. Yeah, yeah. They've had two good wins. Uh, they had a good win uh, uh, over uh, Kilmaley on the first day out. Uh, it was good. Now it was tighter, maybe than the scoreline suggested. But, but they, they had a purple patch, I suppose. Maybe the 15 minutes after half time, where, where they put up a lot of scores. But apart from that, uh, to be honest, the game was very even. You, you know, so and I'm sure Kilmaley will, will have a say in the championship yet. And uh, this evening uh, they played. Uh, we played Ina Kilnamona, and uh, I suppose unfortunately, I think Ina Kilnamona probably well depleted. I'd say over the last couple of weeks, which fellas haven't haven't played at higher levels, you know. And, and I'd say that 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 had a big bearing on on their performance this evening. But that's not to take away from uh, Ogunlo, uh, Michael. And look at Ogunlo have been in, you know, unfortunately have been in the doldrums for a while. But there is a renewed effort down there. And I know there is a lot of training going on there. And, you know, the structures are good. A proud club, you know, you're never going to let it lie for, for too long. You know, and I know that the aim for Ogunlo is to get back into the intermediate, chapel, cha- into the intermediate championship uh, sooner, very soon rather than later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I suppose it's a concerted effort to make that happen for the last couple of years. And and Don Malai and Alan Duggan and their team have put great systems in place over the last two two years, I suppose, in particular. And the players have bought into it. You, you know, and they 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 have done a lot of training over the last six or eight months, uh, even during during the pandemic, during lockdown as well. So the, a lot of credit due to them. So uh, they're, they're definitely going in the right direction. As I said, they've put in, put in a good effort. They had a very good league campaign in, in Division winning 3. The, winning, the, winning the league, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. finished finish top of, of, of Division 3. And uh, so, so they've made a good start to the championship and, and we're, all, we're all hoping that it'll, that it'll continue. No, there's no doubt about that. And you said, Michael, there at the outset that Kilme- you beat beaten Kilmaney, who are going to... There's no doubt they will come back in around again. They were in the, in the, in the final, final last year, beaten after extra time by O'Callaghan's Mills. Um, I suppose who would be the other main contenders, Michael, in your in your mind? Um, I suppose Kilmaley, Leo, and uh, I think Clooney Quinn probably won't be too far away either. You, you, you'd imagine they were there about there thereabouts for the last couple of years, and I would imagine that they've picked up. They had a cup. They've had a. Um, a good clutch of young lads coming, uh, we'll say, un, uh, coming available this year. Now I know a couple of them have played senior, but 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 a few of them haven't. So I'd imagine that would actually strengthen them. And 
although I haven't seen the banner uh, play now, to be quite honest here, but but there's a bit of talk about them as well, and and I see they put up a big score uh, yeah, I see that, at yeah. the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and, and look at competitive games, and look at good to see Ogunlo. They've been down uh, for too long. Good to see Ogunlo. And I suppose Michael, at the end of the day, the, the advantage of maybe some of the lads, you know, getting the experience of playing with with Scarif in the indoor and underage grades has been very very beneficial. Oh, it has. There's absolutely no doubt, Leo. I, I suppose it, it's quite a young team now. You, you know, as a first thing, which is great for the first time in a long time. There's a lot of young lads on the team, and uh, all of them have played. Let's say uh, most of them have played under 16A and minor A over the last eight, six, eight years. Uh, you know, with the amalgamation with Scarford Runlow, and and uh, that 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 has no doubt, no doubt, stood to them. You, you, you know, so, so as, as I said, the, and we have a nice young team. And uh, uh, and a few more fellas knocking on the on the door to get on as well. If you were the younger lad, so, so it, it's good. And having played at that level up along, is, of course, it's it, it's a huge benefit. Yeah, and indeed, all positive news for uh, for Ogunlo. And I suppose coming on the back, Michael, uh, the draw the draw for that that uh, prize down there has gone uh, has gone. The sales have gone well. It has gone well, Leo. Yeah, yeah. It, it it has gone well. There's some technical issues on the website at the moment for the last few days that I think everybody that's involved in those sort of draws are, are experiencing, unfortunately, there with with, with with Facebook and such things. So, uh, but but it has gone very well, and and uh, we, we close it off at the end of the month, and um, so so it's 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 hopefully then all guns blazing. Hopefully we get we get good news from the from lot of funding towards the end of the year, and and we'll be able to kick off. Yeah, does not about everything positive in a gun law and that's good to hear you know Michael Sheedy as always we look forward we thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us and no doubt we'll be talking to you more often uh, more often during the championship uh, as this championship game continues Michael no, no problem Leo you're welcome thank you very very much Pat on a final note you know Ogunlo they have been down the doldrums there's no doubt about that but the amount of work that has gone on there, and there is no more welcoming club than we have found for ourselves when we've been doing games at underage Camogie or hurling games. You know, they're always they're very, very good to us here. You know, it's good to see them on the way back, Pat. Yeah, I think all hurling followers and he's clear lately would be disappointed to see Ogunlo, uh, you know, suffering from lack of numbers or maybe, you know, there was a talk there two or three years ago that they might, and I won't say fold, but hardly feel the teams. But uh, isn't it great to hear positivity again from Mike there? And, uh, you know, the underage, again, it all and starts with And he's been central to a lot I of it. I bet he has. It all starts with the underage and the structures and getting young lads wanting to hurl, playing at the higher level, as he said, playing minor A and, 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 and under 16A is brilliant. Now, I don't know what the number how, how they crunch for Scarif and Ogunlo with Scarif of two thirds and Ogunlo one third maybe will give along those lines but if they can bring if they can bring forward two or three players a year of those teams having played a hurling into junior and, and hopefully into majors shortly uh, but good to see them in the junior this year actually because it would mean these player was going to have another competitive intermediate uh, team in that intermediate championship which is you know uh, hopefully, I, I, hopefully, I, I, Michael Killeen will be gone up. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, bank on ourselves. I give him, I give him a very, very good yeah. chance, and look, so it, should be, it, should be, it, should be, it should be great to see it. It would make another great battle, uh, East Clare, a, a bigger battle than it even is. Yeah, and thanks, Pat McNamara, as always. Thanks very, very much. And look, that concludes our our sports review here on on Scarab Bay Community Radio this evening. We hope you you enjoyed our our, our show and that we got to to some insight to all the games that took place in Clare uh, with a. Uh, 
an emphasis on the East Clare teams here over the weekend and we thank you very much for tuning in and as I said we hope you enjoyed it Pat Gormina Mahagut a special oh, thanks yeah. uh, to Jim in the control tower Jim has a tour of Clare done all weekend and we thank him very very much for that and all that remains is for me Leo Dial uh, for our sports review here on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with their credit union and until we meet again it's Bannock Day August Lawn. Yeah.